Hi and welcome to Creative Story Podcasts. I'm Jess Richards and the podcast that follows is conversation between myself and Viv Burgess, um, a good friend of mine. We recorded um, the first few chunks in a co-working space in Croydon, which was an experimental thing that we've been doing, meeting up, um, because we're both working on different projects and um, we wanted to get out of the house a bit and we've been trying out co-working. So we recorded this, and you can hear a little bit of the cafe noise in the background. And, um, of course, it, we got to a point where the we were being chucked out of the cafe. Um, so the podcast, the first few chunks are in the co-working space, and then the last section was recorded over the phone with us in separate locations. So the audio there is slightly different. Um, but um, we try to continue the conversation and there's some interesting insights from Viv about the type of work she does which is buying and selling goods on the internet and um, she has highlighted lots of interesting trends to me over the years that we've been friends and we talk a little bit about some of those things, how we're both trying to be more productive, um, ways to start if you're interested in becoming a digital entrepreneur and buying and selling stuff online how Viv got started and what she recommends people do um, and just various other things that come to mind so I hope you enjoy it It'd be great to get some feedback um, and thanks for listening Hi and welcome to Creative Story Podcast with me Jess Richards I'm here today with my really good friend Viv Burgess um, to talk a little bit about herself and the things that she is up to and her life on the internet. So Viv, <laughs> tell, me, tell us a bit about who you are and where you're from. Hi, yeah, I'm Viv. I'm originally from Stockport, which is in Greater Manchester, and I now live just outside the M25 near Redhill. Brilliant. Uh, so, tell me a bit about um, your background growing up in Stockport. What kind of things were you into when you were younger? I um, had two brothers, one 16 years older, so didn't really see him that much, and one, one year younger. Um, I was into Blondie, big time into Blondie. I, my whole bedroom at one point was covered only with Blondie posters, and I had so many that when Smash Hits brought out a new one, I had to take one down to put one up to make the space because it was just wall-to-wall Blondie posters. Um, I was a bit too young for punk but I still thought I was into it. And I remember there were some punks used to hang around Stockport Town Centre, and a friend of mine knew one of them. Well, she knew a few of them, so I thought I was really cool by hanging around with her and them. But I don't think they really even knew I was there. <laughs> Brilliant. So, actually, Blondie was really cool for, like, a first, first band that you were into. You mentioned Smash Hits magazine, so I used to read lots of magazines as well, and like NME and stuff like that. Were you ever into the music press, like the newspapers? I was more into Smash Hits because I love the lyrics. I love the posters, and I really love the lyrics. And before that, I used to have to write them down. I used to have, and this sounds really ancient now, but I used to have a, a cassette. I'd record um, the charts on on the radio on a Sunday night, and I remember Elvis Costello was. Uh, 
popular at the time and I just remember keep rewinding it just to get the lyrics so Smash It was like this godsend to me I didn't really I, th- I think I did try a few times with Enemy but it wasn't for me I was more a Smash Hits girl short little articles very poppy yeah magazines are uh, were amazing um, and yeah I, I had a lot of posters on my walls as well let's not talk about the embarrassing people that were in those posters I actually had an Andre Agassi you know, the tennis player you know when he had long hair it's embarrassing yeah there was there was a face <laughs> that reminds me of Athena do you remember Athena um Oh my god, only the man, the picture with the man. You know that? They used to have like pictures, posters. Yeah. Yeah, the man with the baby, you know? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I remember um, going into Athena and it was when those pictures where it was supposed to be an image inside another image. Oh, Magic Eye. Oh, is that the name of them, right? And I could never see them. And I used to go into Athena with my friend and just stare at them. And she'd be saying things like, don't look straight at it. Look slightly above it and it'll pop out to you. And it didn't. I just never saw it. I was never a magic eye person. No, yeah. I often wonder if there's actually a, a picture there or <laughs> not. Because I used to do the same, just stand there for ages and then be like, what is it that other people can see? Yeah, I used to sometimes <laughs> feel like I wanted to make it up that I, had, I could see it. But then I thought if they asked me what it is, I'd fall flat there. <laughs> So Viv, um, as you were growing up, did you have any idea what you wanted to be when, did you have any idea of some careers and were you given any advice on that? The only thing I can ever remember is I wanted to be a long distance lorry driver and I wanted that because I just loved the idea of playing the music in the van all the time. But as career, for career advice, I do remember somebody coming into our school once and looking back I think it was really poor. Um, I just don't remember being given many options to be honest you know it was sort of go on to sixth form or go on to college or get a job but I I really don't remember much in the way of careers advice no were you? I had a bit but you know it was very it was like what do you want to do and I didn't know and they didn't know yeah (laughs) so I was like next cheers for that (laughs) So how did you how did your you find your way to your current career? It just started because I sell on Amazon as you know and I used to sell on eBay and it started because I wanted something to fit in with the kids because the kids were at home and and I needed something like that and I used to buy from eBay and so that's how it started really. It wasn't a plan. Um, and I sold on eBay for 12 years, and I've been selling on now on Amazon for like uh, three years, maybe. Yeah, probably about three years. And you sell all types of goods, all merch. Yeah, I'm quite, I'm quite varied with what I sell actually. <laughs> I used to only sell seeds on eBay, um, but now I do sell everything, anything and everything really. I started off with toys, and I think a lot of people start off with toys because it's it's an easy thing. Everybody knows a little bit about them, whether they've bought them for somebody else or bought them for their own kids, or you know, and and they're easy to get. So I think that's quite a. So you're selling um, products online. 
and you were talking a bit about how you identify what sells and what doesn't. So how do you make those kind of buying decisions? Well, Amazon's pretty good for the seller rating. You can always check where they are. If you go down to the bottom of the page, it will always tell you it might be 5,000 in the health and beauty, which sounds a lot, and it's not. Um, it's really high ranking there. Um, so that would be the first thing, if it's really popular. And you can do that with all, I think you can do that with all the categories, or nearly all of the categories. So that's how I start. And then also things like what, what's an advert on TV? You know, if, there's, if there was a really popular show, if there was an advert on for, I don't know, some hair dye or lipstick or whatever, because it's quite often those sort of things, that would be another, another um, category I would start looking at a bit more. Mm, so it's quite about staying on top of trends. Cause do you remember when you told me about like, the top trends of whatever year it was and one was neutral and you know that oh, yeah. you're yeah. on top of the trends in that way? Yeah, because they change <laughs> and if you if you can also buy too much. So you buy too much and then it's, I guess, like people buying the fidget spinners for last year <laughs> and you hear about people with thousands and thousands of them left. So, yeah, you've got to keep changing. Um, apart from, I think, something like baby stuff... Um, baby items don't really change that much. They might upgrade a little bit, but like you know, certain fluffy toys will always do really well. But um, health and health and personal care, which is one of the categories, that's one that changes a lot. You know, it's just whatever's seasonal as well, mm -hmm. I guess. Mm so um the internet's basically part of is your job yeah. um knowing being a top of internet stuff yeah. and you're quite an early adopter i would say of of internet things because i remember <laughs> you introduced me to snapchat and various, oh, right. <laughs> and various things cool. so why why is it so important to you how do you think it's changed your life what is it has meant that I've been able to work for myself really easily because um, I've only done selling online, I've never really done anything else, but it just really suits me. I, I love just, I, like, I actually do quite like being on my own and I like not having a boss and I like the flexibility, I love the flexibility, like just being able to meet up with you now. I don't have to get time off or anything like that or make up time. Um, it's mainly that really that it's really flexible you know you can actually still work but be around if you need it for anything I mean my kids are growing up now so it's not as important for me to be around all the time for them but that's one of the things I would definitely say it is good for okay sorry thanks hi this is Jess um, and the if you could tell, the last podcast was recorded in a co-working space that Viv and I were sitting in. Um, it's called Bite in Croydon. It's a really, really great co-working space. Um, um, but unfortunately, it closed um, and the last conversation got cut off. So um, we resume our conversation over the phone. Um, so the next section you're going to hear is very much a conversation, fairly naturally, that we just had over the phone. Um, and we resume talking about Viv's business and her top tips for being an online entrepreneur and buying and selling online. Hi. Hi. 
So we were talking about Pomodoro, weren't we? Um, another technique for productivity. Yeah. Um, have you tried it at all? I'm just looking at it online now. So um, apparently it's like a 25-minute clock that you can just start. You're allocating 25 minutes of time to a task. Is that right? Yep. And then you have a short break after it. And I think after you've done a few of those, you have a longer break. Okay. So I think the short break's either five or ten minutes. And I'm guessing the longer break's either sort of ten or twenty minutes or even half an hour. But that's supposed to be pretty effective. There's so many apps out there now. There isn't a sort of to keep focus. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of apps on productivity and task yeah. management. Have you heard of bullet journaling as well? I, I thought about doing it once, but it just seemed like too time consuming. Yeah, someone's just put it on LinkedIn again. I have been told by various people that I should bullet journal um, and it's basically writing stuff in a book, which I sort of do anyway, but perhaps not in as as neatly defined a way as the the people who do it seem to. (laughs) I I first heard about, about it from the Miracle Morning. They were talking about doing the bullet journaling and um and it did look really good but I've, I've never tried it I'm not very yeah no well it's it's just another one to add to the list it is I think of it as another job yeah I think that's what the issue I have with it is like the the idea of journaling it's like I do write to-do lists all the time but mm if you have to write a list every day or you have to write it in a particular format, that does seem like perhaps another task to add to your already list of tasks. (laughs) (laughs) So um, we've talked a bit about um, co-working and internet, internet careers. Um, If somebody wanted to get into the type of work you do, which is buying and selling stuff online, how, what would you what tips would you have for them i would say definitely start on ebay don't start on amazon ebay is so much simpler it's it's e- much easier to get started because there's a lot more restrictions on amazon and i think the easiest thing is just just try something that you know that you know like if you if you've got a lot of books just try selling them can you there's no outlay if you've already got the books no, that's where I'd start. Just then you can kind of get a feel for eBay and if, if it's for you. And then you could move on to buying something, see then see what's on sale. Often, you know, places like Argos or Boots or Superdrug or any of them, they'll all have sales on. And then you can just compare the prices. Yeah. So it's really about just trying and testing the market and keeping track of of what's out there and and making do you have a spreadsheet that you use to keep track of prices or any any other method for doing it yeah i keep everything on a spreadsheet um but when is it where i used to sell seeds i would always sell the same seeds i would sell the same banana seeds you know year in year out whereas now i've got one item that i've been selling for about a year but nothing else just because uh, prices change so if you're buying things on, on sale you're probably only going to get it that once you know if there's 50% off that for that week 
Um, but I do keep track of all the prices. Yeah, that's good. So start off with eBay um, and then yeah. test the market um, and look for the opportunities. Um, and is it a career that you would recommend people going into? Well, I, I really love it, but I'm not sure it is for everybody because you are working on your own all the time. And also, as, as much as people say, like, oh, everybody's selling on eBay, everybody's selling on Amazon, I've hardly met anybody. I've not met a single person that sells on Amazon. And I know two other people that have sold on eBay as a job rather than just a hobby. So you are on your own a lot. But I do think it's a great way to earn a bit of extra cash if you just want to start off small and and you can start off with no outlay on eBay. Yeah, no, it seems like that seems like a great. And what do you think about um, the rise of Instagram and, and various social networks as a way of promoting products, selling products? Well, I've heard that Facebook's a really good one at the moment. Um, and we've both spoken, haven't we, that we've both bought from Instagram. And, yeah. And I'm not sure I would have even thought of that before. You know, but then hearing that you'd bought something that I remembered I had. So I guess it's because, you, you know, you just see something. It's very visual because you're seeing a picture of it. Um, and it, I think it's just a really modern way. Yeah, I've bought a couple of jumpers via Instagram recently because it was, as you say, it's visual and you're browsing. Mm. It's like you're in browsing mode and it's so easy. I'd seen, I think they were sponsored ads popping up in between other people's feeds, yeah. but it was just like, you know, I'm browsing, looking at what people are wearing, various, you know, types of look, I guess, on Instagram anyway and then I had this jumper pop up that was actually quite nice and affordable and I thought well might as well it's just a, you're not I wasn't out shopping I wasn't in a shopping frame of mind but it got into my browsing <laughs> it got into my Instagram browse mode and it seemed you know I was just I thought that was an interesting way that um, advertising and shopping has infiltrated other other types of internet use yeah i bought i bought a painting from it and i i don't think i would have gone around looking around the shops for a painting but i did want one and it, and it like you it just popped up on a sponsored ad it was it was perfect for me to be honest i'm not really a shopper <laughs> yeah because that's one of your motivations isn't it behind like the buying and selling online and doing everything yeah I can't stand shopping <laughs> to go to an actual shop yeah definitely <laughs> what is it about shopping that you don't like it takes forever I mean I just don't get any pleasure out of it I if I was going to somewhere like blue water I could only do a morning you know when some people do the whole day and then they go oh we have coffee and then we shop and then we have lunch and then we shop that would just do my head in. I, I couldn't do that. I'd rather just, I'd just rather do it online and send it back if it's no good. Yeah, so it's much more like a natural mode for you mm. than yeah, it saves, does save a lot of hassle. 
I think if I wasn't looking for anything in particular, and I let's just say I was meeting someone for lunch at Blue Water, and then we just maybe had a potter around some of the shops, that I wouldn't mind too much because I wasn't really going for that. Like, um, if I was passing a card shop, I always have a little look in a card shop in case there's anything I fancy. But I don't need them. And I think that's it. I, you know, I wouldn't want to just go into a shop looking for some clothes. I'd rather just do it online. Yeah, yeah. And then be able to control a bit your environment around you whilst you do it. Yeah. Yeah, because it is so easy just to send things back anyway, isn't it? Yeah, I must admit I don't do that that often. <laughs> I tend to just buy things that are fairly cheap online and that, you know, usually they've worked out okay. The whole idea of going, just going to the post office, isn't it? That's a bit of a nightmare. Well, those returns that you haven't returned could go on eBay. That's actually a very good point. And <laughs> should, be, should be joining the docks, shouldn't I? <laughs> My opportunity is just right there. Yep. <laughs> I actually have bought and sold a few things on eBay, but I mean, we're talking very low numbers compared to what, obviously, what you're doing. I've only ever, I've usually, I've, I've sold like one item a year or something. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Not really prolific seller of stuff on the online. It would always be where I'd look for things. Um, more so now because of Amazon Prime, Prime, I would go on Amazon. But I was looking for some, I just wanted to make some flashcards the other day. And I just thought, oh, I just need some cards. So I just went straight over to Amazon and bought them. You know, they, they came the next day. I was happy with the price. I, you know, and that was something, I don't know, it wasn't a time that I would have gone out shopping. So say it was a Sunday afternoon or something like that. Um, I think that's what it's brilliant for. You don't have to wait until you're in town. Yeah, the prime delivery, that is brilliant how quickly it comes. It's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, there's always um, new and quicker ways of, of getting stuff um, coming through to your house. And, you know, prime just seems to be getting quicker and quicker. I heard that sometimes there are some things in London where you can get them within an hour. <laughs> I don't really know what you need within <laughs> within one hour, but <laughs> no, I don't. To know. That might be if your um if your toner for your printer had suddenly stopped and you needed it. That's all I can imagine that I would need then. <laughs> yeah. Or yeah, or medication maybe. Oh, yeah, I've, yeah. I've often thought like when you have a really bad cold and you just need some tissues delivered, that actually isn't doesn't seem that easy because usually it's it's low value items that actually you know can cost more to deliver than yeah. than you really want. And um, but yeah, I've I've often thought kind of pharmaceutical products should be. You should be able to just, if you're really, if you wake up with flu or something, you should be able to just get the flu medications straight through. Well, that's so funny you saying that, you know, because, <clears throat> excuse me, you're the second person that said that to me because my friend said that she was really ill a few months ago and she didn't think about it at the time, but she would have loved to have been able to order something online and get it the following day. Yeah, because that's, those are, 
for me, the only times when you're ill that you really can't face going out to the shop yeah. and you might not be able to. So that's, that's, that's the market that I think is sometimes unserved. I'm just, just making a note now to look up the prices of nightmares. Yeah, nightmares <laughs> particularly. It's like my go-to. It's mine as well. <laughs> wow, I've, got, I've given you a top tip. I know, I've, I have actually written it down. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> um, yeah, well, this has been good, a good chat. Yeah. I can't, can you think of, um, so we covered, I think we covered quite a lot, but we covered it in sort of, in a few chunks. Yeah. So um, to be fair, we've, we've kind of covered this over a couple of days worth of, of chatting. Um, oh, well, one thing we could talk about. Yeah podcasting because actually I think it was you that got me into podcasts or or was you were recommending like audible and you were recommending what talk me through the podcasts that you like um I listen to quite a few I mainly listen to the satellite sisters which is brilliant um I listen to one called answer me this that's a UK one and I started off listening to one called oh I'm trying to think how many years ago many, many years ago now, called Manic Mummies. But it, it, it was actually too young for me because my kids were older and I think their kids were sort of three and four. And they had a guest on um, from someone on from another podcast called The Diva Cast, which is no longer going, but it, that was brilliant. And then they had a guest on The Diva Cast from the Satellite Sisters, and that's how I found the Satellite Sisters, which is um, it's five sisters in America, but there's only three of them doing the podcast at the moment. And it, it just covers such a wide range of topics. I think it's a brilliant podcast. Answer Me This is the UK one. And that's um, Helen Nolly. And they do people write in or phone in and ask questions. Mm. They're both really good podcasts. But I, I listen to loads. That'd be, yeah. I listen to that more than, more than the radio. You know, when I'm driving, I'd have it on. When I'm dr- going to go to sleep, I put them on. Yeah, no, it's it's really good. It's a really good way of um, learning about stuff, I guess. Yeah. But also just it's conversational. I like hearing the conversations that people have and there's a natural element to it that I think is, you know, even on the radio, it's a bit scripted. Yeah. Uh, sometimes it's, you know, depending on what type of content it is, um, you know, interviews or panel shows or whatever, it doesn't feel that spontaneous sometimes. Podcasts often do feel like it's just a conversation that's been recorded without too much prior planning. Yeah. And some of them are huge, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, so many, some of them have huge listeners, audiences, huge numbers. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely on trend. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Because I know when I first started, I don't really remember many sponsors. Whereas now, and then then Audible seems to be sponsoring every podcast I listen to. And now <laughs> the, the Satellite Sisters, two out of the three, record in a studio, and they have about four different sponsors. So it's obviously the way forward. Yeah, the sponsorships noticed that recently, um, and it's sort of like a Spotify model where. The, you know, if you get the free Spotify, you, you get ads sort of coming in to 
the music you're listening to. Yeah. Um, and I guess that's the same model with podcasting that you get ads sometimes breaking up the content, but then that enables the the creators to keep making the same content, which is really cool. Yeah. Uh, I've noticed as well, um, you can't fast forward 15 seconds on my, I usually listen on my iPod rather than my phone. Um, and obviously that's one of the things, isn't it? You can't just keep skipping through them, but then they're not that long anyway. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not really that intrusive. The ones I've heard, they're quite um, subtly done in terms of, you know, it, it's very short message within quite an interesting, longer bit of content. So it doesn't, at this point, doesn't seem to have... Um, really impacted the user experience of the podcast now i also used it once to get a free um audible book yeah (laughs) everyone wins yeah Uh, yeah, so anyway it was so thanks for the idea of podcasting because i think that you were one of the first people to mention it to me and then I started exploring and found some that I liked and now it's really great to be able to record our own podcast and and actually yeah create a bit of content I just can I just say one more thing do you remember when I was going to do the podcast class no it was it was a few (laughs) years ago I feel like I was ahead of my time here Um, yeah but I signed up for it at the local college and um, on the first day I think it was something like 10 till 2 and I didn't know what they were going to do for break or anything like that so I made sandwiches and I got myself all ready and I had my sandwiches and I got there and it had been cancelled and I didn't know and um, I was there with my sandwiches and then I found out that the reason they never let me know was because I was the only person that signed up so they'd obviously just forgotten because nobody else was interested and I think if they put that podcast class on now it would be full really quickly yeah I would definitely want to do it you were obviously ahead of your time that's me and I also I also signed up for the following term and I got refunded for that one as well because nobody else had signed up oh but they didn't tell me that at the beginning they said it wasn't full and it was only when I said, how many have you got? And it was like, oh, you're the only one. <laughs> well, there you go. You know, you, you were there before everyone else. Trailblazer. Yeah, literally before everybody <laughs> yeah. else. With my <laughs> Alone with sandwiches <laughs> and no class. So <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, yeah. This is Creative Story Podcasts, um, which is a new podcast um, I'm recording. And thank you, Viv, for being a guest. And um, yeah, it's been a, been a great discussion. I've really enjoyed it. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks a lot. All right. Take care, Jess. Bye. Bye.